Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you with me. Um, my next guest is Judith DeFeo from Jade Financial Solutions. And Judith is passionate about the freedom and opportunities that she brings to her clients. With 20-plus years of financial industry experience, there's no one better positioned to help small to mid-sized businesses leverage the power of cloud accounting software to help ease their accounting burden. Judith spent 15 years with Goldman Sachs in New York, eventually serving as vice president in their global treasury and uh, banking division. She's an advanced certified pro advisor for QuickBooks. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this uh, subject of cloud accounting. Judith, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Bill, for having me on. Pleasure to be here. My pleasure. Would you prefer uh, Judith or Judy? Judy is fine. Okay, I, I called your uh, t- uh, your uh, phone number to find out how to pronounce your name, and it said for it said Judy. So I hope you don't mind. Let's go with that, Judy. Hey, tell us a little bit about fine. you and your background. <laughs> a fantastic background that you have. Uh, you were you were way up there with Goldman Sachs, and um, and uh, now you're working uh, with business owners on a private basis. Tell us about you you and your background. Sure. So. So, yeah, so I worked for Goldman for um, about 15 years, and I had a great run there, contrary to what many people think about the corporate world. Um, I have all good things, all good memories. I worked with really, really good people, and I I learned so much. Uh, But, you know, I started, uh, I got married, started a family, and when you work for a company like that, uh, you give your life to them. So they were good to me. They compensated me well. But when I was ready to have the third child, it, you know, that long commute and the long hours just, you know, just didn't work. So I uh, resigned from Goldman with tears in my eyes, literally. I think I was the only one crying when they, when they resigned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought I would go back, but, but, you know, life takes you on different journeys. So I took about a year off, tried to figure out what I was going to do with the next chapter of my life. And um, someone sent me an article uh, about this organization uh, that it was called American Association of Daily Money Managers. And what they did was they worked with busy professionals and elderly people, helping them, you know, keep their finances in order. So I figured, well, you know, I do the finances for my house. I worked with lots of finance at Goldman. How hard could this be? So I got incorporated, got myself a, you know, some business cards, did a little network and got my first client, which was an elderly client. And I quickly realized, well, I enjoyed working with their numbers and, you know, helping them keep their finances together. 
uh, I needed I needed more. Elderly people uh, want companionship, and I just wanted to work. So I mm-hmm. shifted and said, all right, well, we have to be able to do this for somebody else that's not this individual, and that was a small business. So I had heard about this software, QuickBooks. I didn't really know anything about it at the time. This is going back 16, 17 years ago, and, uh, you know, they didn't use QuickBooks at Goldman, uh, and I used QuickIn in the house, uh-huh. uh, but uh-huh. I, learned Quick, I learned QuickBooks. I got my first client, and, you know, he was probably my guinea pig, and my lucky break was I was allowed to work for him remotely, so he didn't know when I was struggling at the time. <laughs> Uh, but you know, see that, you know that look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hope he's not listening. Uh, he thought I knew more, but you know, I got lots of training. Um, you know, I found I found all the experts in the field. Did lots of uh, reading. Uh, you know, the internet wasn't as flooded with information as it is now. But you know, I spent a lot of time in the bookstore, buying all sorts of books, and tapping into people who had been using the program. Got a lot of paid help invested in my education and it really paid off and and it just evolved and at the time I didn't really think it was just going that it was going to be a business it was more you know something to keep me busy while the kids were young before they all were in school full time and you know I figured you know I'd I'd have something else than uh, you know another chapter of my life but this really took off and you know one day you realize hey this is a business and you have to get some procedures in place and processes in place and you have to start acting like a a grown-up business and so we did and I hired my first um, employee at the time which was somebody who I had worked with at Goldman who was you know had resigned as well and so she worked part-time for me she still works for me and um, maybe another year later hired somebody else and you know and then it just evolved and I was able to keep it very manageable for a long time while I was still raising kids and over the last few years my kids are older now they don't need me as much and um, you know we just started really pumping up what we do and delivering much higher level services than we did, you know, 15 years ago when it was really just bookkeeping, I'll say. So you have a really good um, perspective of this mm-hmm. of cloud accounting over over since when it was nothing to to what oh, it is now. Yeah. And uh yes. QuickBooks is an amazing program. Um mm-hmm. what's what have there been any big changes in the platform that you've seen uh over the there last many been. years? I know it Okay, tell us a little yeah. bit about what those changes have been, what you've experienced. Sure. So, well, when we first started, we were all desktop, and probably about maybe seven years ago, we uh, decided to go cloud-based because, you know, we saw the, the shift. We saw the movement, and at the time, QuickBooks Online was, was not the greatest program, but another program was starting to evolve in the U.S., um, and you may have heard of it, and that is Zero. And Zero is a great program, and we dabbled in it a bit. It comes from, I forgot if it's New Zealand or Australia, but um, comes from down under there. And um, Zero is a really good program, and so we dabbled in that. And then I think Intuit probably got wind of that, and they started investing a lot of resources into developing their, their cloud-based program. So we made the switch about six, seven years ago, and I got to tell you, Bill, life has never been the same. Uh, we are so much more efficient. The the um, 
live integration with the banks is so much better than desktop. We can collaborate on a live basis with our clients uh, much easier. It's just, you know, it's night and day. There's still some features in desktop that I wish were in the cloud version. Uh, mm-hmm. I, won't, yeah. I won't deny that. You know, definitely there's, there's some things, but there's the the positive, the pros about QBO, QuickBooks Online, just outweigh those those other features that I'm missing. They just outweigh them. Yeah, it seems and like you, it's you gotten a lot smarter. You can't beat the Yeah. It seems and, like and it's gotten a lot smarter, yeah. Uh, it, it as far as, uh, and you know what? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that so many applications now, you know, all the new applications, they're all cloud-based, right? And so they integrate with QuickBooks much better than if you were yeah. on a desktop version. Even a desktop-to-desktop version of, of, you know, like we work, QuickBooks is like our hub. And then we have other applications that integrate with QuickBooks to give our clients a complete solution. So if you are on desktop to desktop, let's say we're using a bill paying program that's a desktop program and we want it to integrate into QuickBooks desktop, or even if it's a, even if it's a um, cloud-based bill paying program, you always have to push a few buttons for it to come into desktop. It's just clunkier and it may seem like what's the big deal? You push two buttons. Well, you know, two clicks here, two clicks there, it adds up. And, and we get spoiled. We don't, we don't want to do any extra clicks, and we have to. We want everything to happen like magic. Judy, let's address the question that's probably on a lot of people's minds, and that is how safe is it as far as, you know, people are worried about things in the cloud, their financials. Yep. Uh, t- mm-hmm. t- let's talk a little bit to that point. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not the IT expert. I'm not the cybersecurity expert. And that is something that I take very, very seriously. Um, You know, whether or not you choose to access your financial information, it's in the clouds. if, If you choose not to pay your bills online, or if you choose not to access your bank account online, you don't have to, but it's still online out there. It's not sitting. Your account is not sitting on a desktop in somebody's office. And, you know, everything is backed up. It's backed up nightly versus desktop. What if you have a fire in your office? Mm-hmm. It's gone. Everything's gone mm-hmm. if you have a, you know, if you have that. And listen, you know, I'm not making light of it, but the IRS was hacked. The big box stores have all been hacked. Big companies have been hacked. So is it safe? It's as safe as anything can be. Let's you know, talk and about, you, um, you have to be smart about yeah. I, I just want to add one more thing to that. I think also you need to be smart. You need to have firewalls in place. You need to be smart with the passwords that you use. You need to change them frequently. Uh, you can't have them. You know, don't use the same password for every application. There's there's password um, softwares out there to protect your passwords. You have to do your due diligence, too. You can't just leave it up to the software. Good point. Very good point and uh, good advice. What are some of the biggest money leaks that you find that that people are have been experiencing when you come on board with them and start taking a look at their books? 
Oh, there's a lot of those. So um, one is that they have not reconciled their bank account or their credit card account. Even if they're reconciling their bank account, some people don't reconcile their credit card account. So they don't know the true profitability of their business. They don't know if there's a bank error if you didn't if you don't reconcile your account. Um, we had a client a couple of years ago whose uh, merchant provider did not make a deposit into their bank account of over $30,000. And he had no idea. He had no idea. And it, it happened about a year prior to us coming on board. When we went back to clean up, we saw the discrepancy. There's $30,000 that he had no idea never landed in his account. Um, so, so that's a, that's a big thing is the reconciliations. Um, not looking at your sales reports is a money leak for sure. Um, if you don't post things correctly or you're not collecting your money, you're not collecting your accounts receivable on time. You know, if you have clients and they're allowed to pay you in 30 days or 60 days, uh, you know, that's very different than them paying you in 10 days or up front. You take the cash up front. If you look to see what that does for your cash going forward to be able to be paid up front versus on terms and conversely for bill paying, you know, if you don't need to pay that bill for 30 days, you should be taking advantage of that. You keep the money. Why do you need to pay them up front? Uh, so, you know, and not sending out, you know, we, we have clients who are slow to invoice their clients. So, well, if you're not going to give your customers an invoice, they're not going to be so quick to pay you. So there's a whole host. But, you know, the number one thing we look for right away when, when we're doing uh, bring on a new client is uh, just to make sure that the books are up to date and everything has been reconciled and, you know, posted accordingly. Then we start diving into things like, you know, days aging for AR and AP and profitability and so forth, looking at your margins, so many different ways to save money. Yeah, it's amazing how people can take things for granted and uh, and not really understand things that money's slipping through their fingers. And one of the other, speaking mm -hmm. of that, I just sat through a presentation uh, the other day about the prevalence of fraud from from employees, uh, among employees, mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems with fraud is people that you might know that uh, might smile at you every day while they're taking money out of your accounts. So uh, this, this type of a, having a, a system with a backup with a professional like yourself wa watching over things can be a deterrent to that as well, correct? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah 100%. Um, it's never good to have the same person entering the data in QuickBooks as is uh, reconciling their account because then there's no checks and balances. And, you know, when it comes to fraud, it typically is somebody that they know. Many times it's family. Uh, we're very fortunate. I would say in about, so we're in business about 16 years now. And we've seen it a handful of times, probably not 10. I probably can't count on, on all fingers, but I could definitely count on half fingers, maybe six, seven times we've seen fraud. And all but once it was family, family who worked there. Uh, one time it was, you know, it was a different employee. 
Uh, and they have all, you know, creative ways. Sometimes it's just spending. We had somebody who was, you know, spending for her personal items. And, and she took a trip to uh, the Bahamas. Uh, she booked a venue for a child's Sweet 16 on the company credit card. So, you know, that's just one way. There's many ways people steal money. <laughs> right. So, you know, what could go wrong? You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, I don't know. I you think, know what I've. Yeah. No, I'm ahead. sorry, what I was going to say was I, I've heard uh, in that same presentation, the, this is from an attorney that, that litigates that type of fraud, all of the excuses, mm-hmm. they justify it like, well, I was, I yes. was going to pay it back, mm-hmm. or I was, right. I, I was, I've been working hard and I haven't been getting paid over time. There's so many different mm-hmm. excuses, Entitled. but yeah. It, yeah, entitlement comes in, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole list of why people steal and that entitlement thing is a big thing, you know, so if you have a disgruntled employee or they haven't been given a raise or, you know, and it, their entitlement could be, I shouldn't say justified, but uh, you can almost understand it, but that's not an excuse. You still can't, you still can't do that. Um, and, you know, like a drug addict, they do it once and you don't get caught. And so, you know, they do it again and again. And it's disheartening. It's so sad, especially when it's family to um, see that happen, you know, the one who, you know, took her, her, you know, booked a venue for Child Sweet 16, it was three brothers that ran the, the business. She was, you know, she was the daughter of one of them. So she didn't just disrupt her immediate family. She disrupted her, you know, her extended family. It was devastating, devastating. Yeah. And, you know, one of the... Our listeners are typically thinking about their three to five to maybe 10 year exit from their business. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that we we hear a lot on this show from advisors is you need to have a good, clean uh, set of books Mm -hmm. that that doesn't have a lot of uh, miscellaneous expenses and things that an accountant would have to pull back out and justify. If you want to look attractive to a buyer, your books need to, to look professional and clean do you, do you, I mean, usually that's the role of the CPA to say, hey, you can't do that or you can do that. But do you help along the way? And I noticed in your, your notes that you can tell us about five money habits that every business owner should practice daily. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we help our clients because whether they're looking to grow or they're looking to exit, you st- you need to have your books in place. If you're looking to grow, you need to set your goals and and watch, you know, what is going to take to get to that point. If you're looking to exit, you need to understand what the business is worth. So either way, you know, you have to do the same things. And, you know, in, in kind of where I was with the with the money leaks, you have to reconcile your account every day, you must look at your cash flow. So, just looking, you know, QuickBooks is great for getting a profit and loss and a balance sheet statement. It's really not great for cash flow. It has, it has a very basic cash flow report, but it's more historical data. You need to look at, you, you need to have projections. So even if you're looking to exit, so what is the company worth today? What's it going to be worth next year? So what is it that you're giving to somebody? Why, why should they buy your business? Um, you know, there's, there's, 
you know, different KPIs, different margins that you want to measure depending on what industry you're in. This is, you know, so it doesn't matter whether you're looking to stay in business or you're looking to exit. You've got to keep those books in order. You, you have to know your numbers, kind of like Shark Tank, right? If you don't know your numbers, they throw you right off the stage. <laughs> so, yes, they do. <laughs> same thing, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, this has been really great information for our listeners, I think. And, you know, it's really important. This is, we hear this over and over again. If you don't have good, substantial, professional books, you're, mm-hmm. and uh, especially the age we're coming into where there's going to be a lot of competition when you try to sell your business. There already is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you need, you know, they're not just looking at your books. They're looking at maybe four or five other companies' books at the same time, and they're going to choose based on the confidence they have when they see how you've been handling your business. So that's where uh, uh, Judy DeFeo and and Jade Financial Solutions comes in. And tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about um, where they should go to find out more about you and your services and maybe what they'll find at your website, just to wrap it up. Right. So we actually, we just launched a brand new website uh, last week. So we're excited about that. We still have a little tweaking to do, but please visit our website. It's the best place to get in touch with us. Uh, that's www.jadisandavid, D as in David again, E, F as in Frank, S as in Sam.com. So it's jadefs.com. And there's lots and of information. And it is a beautiful website. Com- I'm Thank looking you. at it right now. Yeah, uh, a lot of good information on there. Um, change. Yeah. Well, Sorry yeah, it's it. always a work in progress, but it's mm-hmm. it's a nice looking modern website and uh, a lot of great information on there about you. what you do and who does it and good testimonials from your clients. So again, that's uh, j a d d e f s dot com. Please check it out, and if you're if you're curious about um, uh, getting your books in order. Uh, and again, it doesn't matter where you're located. This is all cloud-based. Get in touch with Judy DeFeo. And Judy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure you, to Bill. have you on the show. This was great. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 